Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. And we're back. We're going to talk about St. Therese. I wanted to say St. Vincent de Paul, but St. Vincent de Paul we did not choose this week. St. Vincent de Paul was very, very uh, worthy of being picked, but lost out in the finals. So, so we're going to kick it over to Terry. I used to go to a, I got confirmed. I went to RCIA and got confirmed at a church called St. Vincent de Paul. So it's near and dear to my heart. So, but I, I'm happy with St. Therese because I, I'm a big fan of hers as well. Go ahead, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. Well, like St. Vincent de Paul is near and dear to your heart, Bob, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux is very near and dear to my heart as I had the opportunity back in 2000 when I was on a pilgrimage in Germany and France to actually uh, make a visit to her home and uh, really, really kind of delve in deep or a little deeper uh, than I had previously Uh to this wonderful, wonderful saint. So um, since I'm the guy that's profiling the saint, I, I picked St. Therese of Lisieux. So uh, her feast day is October the 1st. Uh, she is the patron saint of florists, missionaries, pilots, and priests. She was the youngest of nine children, born in Alençon, France, on January second, 1873. Two days later, she was baptized Marie Francois Therese Martin. Her father, Louis, was a successful watchmaker and a jeweler. Her mother, Zeely Guerin, built a cottage industry in lace making, beginning in the village of Alençon, which is known for its delicate lace. Both parents had wanted to commit to religious life, but were unsuccessful in their endeavors. Four of Therese's siblings died at a very young age. The remaining five girls eventually entered the convent. So deep was their call to sanctity. Four became contemplative Carmelite nuns at Lisieux, and one became a visitation sister. Therese, however, wasn't always a nun, nor was she always a saint. She was a very regular little girl who was rather sensitive. In fact, she seemed like a spoiled little girl who would stomp her feet and have a temper tantrum if she did not get her own way. Therese lost her mother at the age of four to breast cancer. Her 16-year-old sister Pauline 
became her second mother, which made the second loss even worse when Pauline entered the Carmelite convent five years later. It was during this time that their father moved Therese along with the family from Alençon to Lisieux. A few months after Pauline had entered the convent, Therese became so ill with a fever that people thought she was dying. She was healed by Our Lady of the Smile at age 11. She experienced a very profound conversion on Christmas Eve, 1886, at the age of 13. She would later write in her autobiography, The Story of a Soul, On that blessed night, the sweet infant Jesus, scarcely an hour old, filled the darkness of my soul with floods of light by becoming weak and little for love of me. He made me strong and brave. He put his own weapons into my hands so that I went on from strength to strength beginning, if I may say so, to run as a giant. Therese was educated by the Benedictines of the convent of Notre Dame du Pré. When she was 15, she applied for permission to enter the Carmelite convent. She felt a call to enter Carmel as a contemplative nun so that she could give herself totally to Jesus. But at that time, she was too young. Appeals to the Mother Superior and Priest Chaplain yielded when you are old enough at the age of 16. Not content, Therese and her father appealed to the bishop. When that was unsuccessful, she went to Rome with her father, and her father was as eager to give her to God as she was to give herself to seek the consent of the Holy Father Pope Leo XIII, then celebrating his jubilee. He preferred to leave the decision in the hands of the superior who finally consented, and on the 9th of April in 1888, at the unusual age of 15, Therese Martin entered the convent of Lisieux, where two of her sisters had preceded her. She took the religious name of Sister Therese, of the child of Jesus and the Holy Face. In 1889, the Martin sisters suffered a great shock. Their father, after two paralytic strokes, had a mental breakdown and had to be removed to a private sanitarium where he remained for three years. Therese, Therese bore this grievous sorrow heroically. On September 8, 1890, at the age of 17, Therese took her final vows. In spite of poor health, she carried out from the first all the austerities of the stern Carmelite rule, except that she was not permitted to fast because of her health. Still dreaming of taking on the world as a priest and a missionary, she wrestled with her vocation and her place in the church. Finally, she came to realize that her vocation was love. The love of God was the energy source for the church and for the fulfillment of, human, of the human heart and longing. Despite her desire for the dramatic and expansive, Therese developed a simple spirituality based on a childlike trust and confidence in God. The spiritual, 
spirituality of her little way was not about extraordinary things, but rather doing simple things of life well and with extraordinary love. While in the convent, Therese embraced the way of perfection outlined by the foundress, St. Teresa of Avila, fulfilling with genuine fervor and fidelity the various community responsibilities entrusted to her. Her faith was tested by the illness of her beloved father, who died on July 29, 1894. Therese, nevertheless, grew in sanctity enlightened by the word of God and inspired by the gospel to place love at the center of everything. She once wrote, what matters in life is not great deeds, but great love. During the night between Holy Thursday and Good Friday in 1896, she suffered a pulmonary hemorrhage. Although her bodily and spiritual sufferings were extreme, she wrote many letters to members of her family and to distant friends. She carried on correspondence with her Carmelite sisters at Hanoi, China. They wished her to come out and join them, not realizing the seriousness of her ailment. She had a great yearning to respond to their appeal. She kept working without telling anyone until she became so sick. A year later, everyone knew it. And worst of all, she had lost her joy and confidence and felt she would die young without leaving anything behind. Her pain was so great that she said that if she had not had faith, she would have taken her own life without hesitation. But she tried to remain smiling and cheerful and succeeded so well that some thought she was only pretending to be ill. Her one dream as the work she would do after death helping those on earth. I will return, she said. My heaven will be spent on the earth. She died on September 30th, 1897, at the age of 24 years old. She felt, she herself felt it was a blessing God allowed her to die at exactly that age. She always felt that she had a good vocation to be a priest and felt and felt God let her die at the age she would have been ordained if she had been a man so that she would not have to suffer. Teresa's final words were, My God, I love thee. Only 26 years after her death, she was beatified by Pope Pius XI, and in the year of Jubilee, 1925, he canonized her a saint. Two years later, she was named Heavenly Patroness of Foreign Missions, along with St. Francis Xavier. On October 19, 1997, Pope John Paul II proclaimed her a doctor of the church, only the third woman to be so recognized in light of her holiness and her influence on the, uh, of her teaching on the spirituality of the church. Her parents, Louis and Zeely were beatified in 2008 and canonized in 2015. The only parents-daughter combination that I am aware of that have been canonized saints. And gentlemen, that is Therese of Lisieux. Beautiful saint, beautiful story. 
I have only a couple things that I wanted to add. There's this beautiful poem that St. Therese wrote while in adoration called To Live of Love. I will link to it. It's moderately lengthy, but it's a beautiful read. And then this cool fact that I found, uh, St. John, Pope St. John Paul II canonized roughly 482 people. And St. Therese of Lisieux was the only one that he declared a doctor. So you can show the importance that St. John Paul II saw in what she was teaching. For clarification, for people that don't know, someone is named a doctor of the church. By the way, St. Therese of Lisieux is the youngest doctor of the church. They're named a doctor because of their writings, their teachings. And so because St. Therese is really a teacher for our time, which is exactly what St. John Paul II said, she enriches and helps us on our spiritual journey. I love the practicality and the simplicity, right? I've always loved that about her um, and the purity of it. It is ironic that she was um, canonized. She was declared a saint five years after the day. Five years and a day after Joan of Arc. Kind of a contrast in styles there. Just a little so, bit, yeah. Just a little bit. So for those, who, you know, we just talked about doctors of the church. We said there were three women, right? So for all our listeners, we named one of them. If you know the other two, leave us a message, either on iTunes or better yet, send a send an email to strangecatholics at gmail.com. That's strangecatholics at gmail.com. Strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. <laughs> That's why I don't <laughs> say it. Leave us a Leave us a message and sing sing a few notes from the great song Dr. Doctor from the 1980s, which I'm sure Phil will not know who sang that. It's true. I won't know who sang that. So I apologize to all those that know the answer. But if you do know the answer to who the other uh, female doctors of the church are, please send us an email, strangecatholicspod at gmail.com, and we would love to give you a shout out on our next show. It's time for us to move to closing prayer and prayer intentions but what we hey folks we try to have a little bit of a levity here towards the end of the broadcast i mean we're supposed to be having fun here and we're supposed to be spreading the gospel and we're supposed to be talking catholic things but we're also supposed to have fun okay so i'm the one that's delegated to do the fun i guess this week you're making um, fun you're yeah thanks bob <laughs> okay so we're all just a little too serious at times. So before we get to the closing prayer, which Terry's going to do and all the prayer intentions, we want to thank everyone for listening. And we want everybody to go on their podcast platform, whichever way you listen to us. Mostly it's Apple Podcasts, but there are other methods. But go on there and rate us. Five stars is great because then other people get to find us out so we can raise, you know, the you know increase the amount of people that listen to us and please share this with other people i've had people talk to me over the last couple of weeks says i've i've listened to your podcast i've told somebody i told everybody in my prayer group about your podcast all that other stuff so the more we spread that we're spreading the gospel right that's what we're doing here and so we appreciate everybody who's doing that so do that leave us a message do all those kind of things and now phil's going to do his spiel so you can go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to find other episodes, to leave us a voice message, 
You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links for all of this will be in the description. I don't want to forget St. Therese of Lisieux. Pray for us. Pray for us, yes. Pray for us. All right, so now we go into our closing prayer and prayer intentions from the, if I was king for just one day, Harry, <laughs> you might remember that song. Absolutely, so absolutely. All right, well, gentlemen, let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you are such a good and gracious God. You love us and you guide us and you just help us through all the challenges in life. Father, we lift up all of the intentions that we have in our hearts, but especially for all of those uh, who are ex experiencing anxiety or any other kind of mental anguish because of COVID-19. May the Holy Spirit come down upon them and breathe God's love in them. For Diane and her family as they continue to walk with their father through his final journey. For our government leaders that they use wise, the wise judgment of Solomon as they lead our country. For peace and unity among all people of our nation. For Eva, who is suffering from COVID-19, may God grant her quick healing in body, mind, and spirit. And for all expectant mothers, may God bless them and grant them a healthy pregnancy and the joys of motherhood. God, we thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for this time together as brothers in Christ. We thank you for the beautiful people who listen in. And we just lift all of these up and ask for your blessing to shower down upon each and every one of us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 That was great. Thank Thanks you. again, everyone. Yeah. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to us. And until next week, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day and may God bless you.